2: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com. That's Chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Welcome
3: back to Post Show Recaps, trouble uh, of Heartstopper. My name is Grace. I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Don't like cry because don't cry because it it's over. Cry because it, it happens. Is that no? Not cry. What is the phrase? <laughs> oh no, I'm crying. I don't know.
1: It's so yeah. beautiful.
3: Yeah, it is very so cute. Beautiful. It's a it's a really lovely finale. I have a major knit to pick, but other than that, I was pretty whoa kind of with the ending. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm excited for that knit, but we'll get to That, that. we'll get to it. Oh gosh, but yeah, whoa, okay. Overall, I don't know what I don't even know where to start. Do we just start at the beginning? I don't, there's a lot to, to feel here.
3: Yeah, I think overall, this is uh, it 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 pretty much nailed the landing, I think. Uh, episode eight, I think, uh, and and the show as a whole, it's very cute. I think like that's what it was advertised to me as about this like adorable little cute show, and I think it it perfectly um executed on on its uh concept what it promised us so um i thought the last episode was great um obviously we come into it with a little bit of like that cliffhanger tension we don't know where we're gonna go and by the end it wraps up fairly nicely and it's uh it's quite nice and i think too it's not um they certainly like established some things about the relationship at the end but it's not this like you know Oh, and they lived happily ever after, you know. Like, no. hopefully, there's another season to come, and we can explore more with these characters and the story. But honestly, if this is it, I, I have one complaint, and 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 Uh-oh. everything else, I'm I'm extremely delighted, and and I want more of the show. But if this is it, I think it's a very neatly wrapped up little story that they've told.
1: Grace, you're teasing us, and um, maybe we'll have to wait for that complaint. Well, maybe no, I'll we tell have to... you. Oh what the heck what
3: how do tau and l not get together uh, they don't even say anything what the heck
1: they're not I'm together okay they didn't get together what the heck i'm so, mad. I'm, so mad I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so even mad bad. i'm not right. mad because i yeah. i they're okay so my thought on this they are they are together they're not though. they're not together together like you know so we did okay we'll just to get get maybe to the toward the end like there's even a point where you know Nick, Charlie talking, doing the thing that they do, and there's an interaction between Nick and Charlie where Charlie's like, "Do you want to be my boyfriend?" and and then Nick's like, "Aren't haven't we been boyfriends this whole time?" And I feel like that with Tau and L that like, and maybe this is oh, I think this is like parallel. Thing.
3: Nick says it's they obviously they're boyfriends because they've been making out, but uh, uh, yeah, how are be... not making out?
1: Oh, so... you wanted the you want the 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 heat between them
3: no i just want i want it to be a cute moment where they realize that they have liked each other and they explore it. but like they clearly are going to do that for season two yeah. um but i'm very annoyed that it didn't happen in season one which is fine am... it might be exactly what the show wanted yeah. me to feel like so that i'm invested to come back for season two but i am annoyed that i'm not.
1: okay i'm okay it with it though because in the sense that yes it is annoying but i also feel like it's pretty realistic like especially when you're dealing with like with a friendship in the middle i think a lot of messages tell you like oh like don't you you don't want to you don't want to mess up your friendship by having feelings if you do and i i get i get this i feel this i feel like i'm like okay let's bake out this story more let's get to a point where like they really could open up and get beyond their friendship to something more beautiful. It'll be Mm -hmm. worth the payoff grace whenever we get it. If we, what if we don't
3: get it? What if Netflix decides this is it?
1: If Netflix (laughs) decides this is it, I won't even be mad at the show. Um, Because that's a whole other problem and issue. We'll do a podcast one way or the other, even if it's just about how much of a mistake it is for Netflix to not bring back the show. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right.
3: Let's jump into boyfriend. I, I, that was my big complaint. So we'll walk through it. But, uh, episode eight is called boyfriend. Um, Charlie is in his room playing the drums. Tori comes in and says, you're playing too loud. And she's like, did you finally decide to have a rebellious phase?"
1: Yeah. And uh, she hit him with a shoe, by the way, yeah. right in like the C, uh, maybe like the C4, C6 spinal sure. area. could have been a major injury for Charlie.
3: Good. Um, he says, no. Um, he says, uh, you, "I'm sure you've heard about the fight between Harry and Tao at school." And he's 90%. Sh- uh, she's 90% sure it was Harry's fault. Um, before he met Nick, he was going out with Ben, and Ben made him feel like he was ruining his life. Nick has lost friends and is getting into fights. Maybe he does ruin people's lives. This is Charlie saying this about himself. Maybe it would be better if he didn't exist. And Tori says, you're not ruining my life. Would you like some pizza for dinner? He says, no, I'm not really hungry. And this is a theme that did not come up much um, in the show, but a little bit uh, like depression um, from, from Charlie here. Um, it's heavily implied. Uh, I, I mean, confirmed as well yeah. that he, he was very much struggling um, uh, in his previous term. The year He was being bullied, but um boy, this like feeling like maybe it'd be better if I didn't exist is like absolutely heartbreaking to hear Charlie actually say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, there's a lot to talk about there, but one of the things that comes to mind immediately for me is just the ways that we like unintentionally even sometimes cause harm for people because like looking at Charlie, there's uh, there's everything with Harry and Harry's horrible and Ben's horrible and that's all intentional and we've talked about that a lot but then also looking at Tao and Tao not texting back and Tao you know just that we talked a little bit in the last episode about their relationship and Grace you brought in how in the comic you know Tao was there through Charlie's bullying and so it was i don't know for me it's it's interesting to see how and also relatable to see how hurt charlie is while also like other people in his life other than Tori, of course don't really like see it or fully understand how like how bad he is in the place that he's in um Thanks for, mm-hmm. for Tori being there, though, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's great that she could be there, um, even just to, like, give him a hug and to say, like, you matter. I'm so glad that you exist. And um, that does go such a long way and was really important. So mm-hmm. shout out to Tori here.
3: Yeah. Um, Charlie's at school. He sits next to Tao and Isaac. Uh, we learned that Harry has been suspended for fighting. Um, and Isaac says, actually, Tao doesn't really want to talk to you. We Learned that Trum Higgs Sports Day is on Friday, and Charlie suggests, Why don't we sign up for the same sport like we did last year? And uh, Tao says, Well, you're on the rugby team, so you have to play in the rugby game, and you we all can't sign up for the same sport, so no.
1: too bad. Sad. Yeah, yeah, sad. No. Uh, Nick sees Charlie
3: but, in the hall. Sorry, go ahead.
1: This is a, no, I'm just like the whole sports uh, Trum Higgs Sports Day. I, I love, I love like a very uh, this wasn't, like, a very special episode in the way that, like, very special episode has been used yeah. to describe shows. But I love a good sports day. Love a good sporting. And they this was we a fun had device. Yeah, we I did in in elementary high school. school. Yeah.
3: We had, we had, like, track and field day, but we definitely didn't have this in the high school.
1: No. Yeah, yeah. this was, like, a, a thing. But I don't know. Interestingly, they decided to, decided to cap off the season and build it around something it's like that's kind of complicated thing to like wrap your story around but it worked out really well actually
3: i to no, I love, it. I love it bring together. the boys and the girls school together I exactly okay. um so nick sees charlie in the hall he says do you want to get lunch and uh charlie says can't sorry and he just walks away which is sad
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and it and then he goes see like that was a very quick moment in passing again nick's like what is going on and then Charlie goes to see coach Singh, where he quits the rugby team. And for me, this was like red flag, red flag, red flag. I think one of my biggest things with the show, grace is like anytime people are like cutting off connections or losing connections (laughs) to people or isolating themselves. In other words, like that's a big, uh, flag. And it, uh, I don't know. It's kind of scary, especially following Charlie's comments about not wanting to exist. Um, I mean, quitting rugby, it, like, you could quit rugby. Good for you because you don't need to be around those those guys. But, like, at the same time, uh, yeah, don't like where this is going because he's isolated from Nick, from Tao, from the rugby team, from, uh, you know, a lot of people at this point, which is hard to watch. Yeah,
3: Mr. J will give him some uh, pretty pretty good advice later, which we'll go oh, into. all-star. Um, he's an all-star. Uh, coach Singh is great here being like, who do I need to talk to? Like, you're being bullied. And, and Charlie says, no, I, you know, rugby just isn't for me. Um, and so he leaves, but I thought coach Singh doing a good, doing a good teacher check-in. Um, yeah. Nick goes to see Tao. Um, they each kind of thought that Charlie would have been with the other one. Yeah. And Tao says he's just worried about Charlie getting picked on. He protected him and Charlie then forgot he existed, which is sort of alluding to the stuff that I was talking about last episode, uh, from the actual comic where, uh, You know, Tao, um, Tao is a pretty big Charlie uh, protector. Um, And Tao says if if he just had have told him that they were going out, he might have made different choices. He might not have been as abrasive. And Charlie is nervous because he cares about Tao's opinion is what uh, Nick tells Tao. Uh, He loves you a lot. And Tao says, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Nick thinks Charlie is having a hard time having to lie. Um, and Charlie has always believed that him simply existing has been annoying to other people, which oof, super relatable. Uh, again, this is like, I think all the story stuff to me has been like some of the stuff that's like just pulled on my heartstrings the most. Cause it feels so relatable. Um, I've, I've talked a lot about how, like sometimes being queer feels like you're a super inconvenience, um, to people. And, and that's kind of this idea that Charlie's believed him, him existing has been annoying um and maybe he wants to be more than the secret guy who kisses um kisses nick in private uh until nick comes out charlie's always going to feel a bit crap about himself you should go talk to him and nick actually says you know you might want to play rugby it's a good way to get your anger out
1: yeah and you know at first when i heard Tao kind of give this advice like you know this is what charlie wants like this is almost his way of of seemingly resolving this tent or not tension, but this uh, almost divide that we're seeing between Nick and Charlie or this distance between them. Like I wasn't sure if that was accurately representing what Charlie needed, but then I was thinking about it and, you know, the secrecy and Charlie's, uh, I don't know if it's just his willingness to, to keep the secret, like, he, he doesn't seem that upset by it along the way. And he keeps he, – he, we've seen a lot of Charlie being like um, – we've seen a lot of Charlie responding well to Nick opening up and telling more people. But I also could see how the continued secrecy kind of fuels Nick uh, – fuels Charlie's insecurities. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I – like. Uh, we're like, we're not going around talking about our relationship. And, you know, it, it's like, because the opposite side of things, when you have, when when you're in a relationship where your partner's like proud of you and sharing about you, it, I think that that, uh, I don't know, that really goes a long way. And so there, maybe there is something here with Tao, but that, I don't know, this is a deep observation in my mind from Tao, like getting rid of that secrecy. Cause I feel like he, he, he picked up on a lot without actually talking with charlie about about the relationship yeah but like, actually best- that's kind of weird now that i think about it
3: but they're best i mean they're like best friends and i assume Tao knew about ben i don't know that for sure but yeah anyway. um yeah. i don't know well, i think uh
1: that's a good question
3: on one hand i do think like this is a lot to put on nick but it's also like true um that like uh tau is not saying like you have to come out saying as long as you're in the closet yeah. there there will be this will be challenging um for charlie that charlie mm-hmm. will feel um a bit a bit crap that he and and what he's actually like saying is that like charlie feels crap because he feels like he's making your life more difficult you know so yeah, yeah. um nick does message charlie ask what's going on and uh, doesn't get a response so the next day, it's sport day. Uh, Elle is back at uh, Truham, um, and uh, Darius like, "You want us to pretend like we all sprained our ankles so you don't have to be back at Truham?" And like, what kind of like world in which like we all have like three three sprained ankles will work? It could happen. Yeah, and like she's like, "Car yeah. accident or something?" I don't know. I don't know. Uh, she's like, "No, I, I want to do it. I want to be like here." It, and so they each hold her hands, and it's adorable.
1: No. And that you know what that was so powerful too. Even just this idea of like facing fear as an example, because again in in the meta of the show in terms of representation, just seeing L be like, I'm doing this. I had horrible experiences here, but I'm doing it. Later, we see L. And how, like, running around the school to their to Towel's old classrooms, or sorry, not Towel's, L's old classrooms. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I think it's it's like it's cool, it's very cool, and also understated of how I'm not going to use the B word, brave, but mm-hmm. you know, it is a good example of bravery. I would say, um, you know, because school was kind of trash to her.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. So we see Charlie gets a red penny. Uh, we see Nick enter the gymnasium, and Charlie kind of walks away from him very quickly. Tao has a blue penny; he's on the blue team, and he finds L. Um, he's like, "It's like old times," and she's like, "Don't say that." I thought I'd never come back to this hellhole. Yeah. And uh, we learn that Tao has not yet signed up for any event. And then we hear Stephen Fry on the on the on the intercom. Uh, oh. His second appearance of the of the show. He's in episode one and episode eight. So.
1: Good for um, him. I lo- I lo- I don't even have his Wikipedia page pulled up, Grace.
3: He's he's great. He's really great.
1: His uh, voice sounds like it.
3: Yeah, he's very yeah. Uh he's done a lot of audiobooks.
1: Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unsurprisingly.
3: So Charlie goes to see Mr. Jay, and Mr. Jay's like, yeah, uh Charlie, there's no sports in the art room. Um, he's like, You've been in here a lot. I'm not gonna make you go out but uh, like he's not going to make him go like leave the art room he says, but when he was a kid at school he did the exact same thing that charlie did um the loneliness was sometimes the loneliness was just as hard um, as as everything else don't let anyone let you disappear which is brilliant writing from the show don't let anyone let you disappear i love it yeah
1: that. and even even before that um mr j uh love mr j mr yeah. j asks charlie like are we having a repeat of last year? Isolating yourself, you know, not talking to other people. And Charlie's like, no, but it was like, yes, that's, his, that's, that's that's kind of what's starting to happen here more and more. And it's just so one thing I think was so brilliant about this too. And I don't know if Charlie, it seems like there was a moment where Charlie was like, you know, and you understand, or at least something in his eyes and his look kind of resonated with what Mr. J was saying. It's amazing how like older queer people, you know, they just, they've been there. They know. And like, while Mr. J doesn't know everything, he knows enough to give really solid advice. And I love that for him. I mean, he Everyone basically does know everything.
3: Day. He he does know that Mr. That that Charlie was seeing a boy who wasn't out. He does know he's seeing a boy in the well, rugby yeah. team. Like he does know everything. Um, he, yeah. yeah.
1: But like, the, it's like the the twists and turns of like the, like the, the specific bullying at the theater. It's the, it's like all of those little moments. And he like, I know that he's seen Charlie isolate, but I, I don't know. I want to give credit to his experience for, and not just what he knows about Charlie, like as, as a big factor here, like the power of older gay people, queer people to, to like guide our experiences is is kind of understated here.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, So Coach Singh comes out and tells Tao, you have to sign up for the 200, I've signed you up for the 200 meter, actually, because you didn't sign up for a sport. And then Charlie agrees to take his place in the race. So they trade pennies. Um, He says, sorry, sorry for everything. Um, Charlie shows up to the race and Ben asks, like, are you obsessed with me? I hate him. I hate him. And uh, Charlie races, and Elle's uh, like, "I forgot how fast he is." So he wins the race, and uh, Ben is lying on the ground. Charlie goes over him and says, "You don't get to have an opinion about anything Charlie does. Uh, you don't let to. You don't get to make him feel like crap." Um, he's like, "I know you're trying to figure out your life, but you don't get to make me feel like crap." And it's great. Yeah. Charlie standing up for himself to Ben.
1: Yeah, and it was like, "Oh God, I hope it's the I hope it's the last time that we have to see that." Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick commercial
3: break. We come back with we'll chat through the rest of the episode.
1: Hello, it is
2: Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lowe. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Hello. It is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, that's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. PDW for We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: All right. After the race, uh, Charlie and Pao see each other. They both apologize to each other. Um, and uh, Charlie says, do you want to have a movie night on Saturday? And uh, he says, yes. He's like, I have so many movies I-, I need you to watch. He's like, I'm sure I'll hate all of them. Um, he says, uh, me and Al are going to explore her old classrooms. Do you want to come? And he says, no, you guys go ahead.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think within this, like, what I thought was interesting was that Tao specifically said, like, I made it so hard for you to tell me, which I could see, because, and we're, like, Tao, uh, and it was referenced a little bit earlier. Nick said this earlier to Tao, but, like, Charlie does care so much about his opinion. I I mean, I've been in that situation with relationships too, where I've been like, what are my friends gonna think about this specific person? And you know, you could you get you get nervous there when you're in that that setup. And so, like, sometimes some people make it really easy. And you're like, Oh, they're gonna they're gonna give me great advice, they're gonna be so open and accepting and happy for me. Mm-hmm. Tao hasn't given that vibe off. And so I I think it's cool that he realized that. And then Charlie realizing that he should have been looking out for Tao more is also really powerful because Charlie has been very focused on like Charlie problems, which makes sense. But, um, you know, I think it's cool that he also sees how he could be a better friend for Tao. So I love this moment as quick as it was because it was just acknowledging like what actually, how each of them were actually falling short as friends. And I I think that's pretty wise of both of them.
3: Uh, I, I, um, I think as well that, um, tau is a control freak and yeah. sometimes when you vent to a control freak uh, and i'm I, i'm a bit of a control freak so i think i vent i i can do this too and i had someone give me mm. um advice sometimes that like i don't need you to like fix the problem that i'm like i'm having like i'm venting to you or telling you something and i don't need you to like figure out the solution to it i just want 100%. you to say like hey that sucks and i i think that mm-hmm. like Tao's young and like we'll figure that out. But like I do think that like he does seem like a person who if like you come to him with a problem, he's not gonna be like, that's a bummer. He's like, we need to like do something about this or fix it or whatever. Like yeah. I think that like Tao's Tao saying, like, um, uh, you know, if I just had him known about Nick and uh, Charlie, I wouldn't have like stood up to Harry. That's not Tao. Tao would have absolutely yeah. st- stood up to Harry, right? Like, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that he's somebody who like tries to take stuff into his own hands and um, in many ways sometimes that can be a hard person to like uh, tell something yeah. to because they try to fix it instead of like just listening. Tao's yeah. a doer. Not so much. A-
1: especially, And then and then you con- contrast that with Charlie who really doesn't want to be a bur- burden on other people and that just magnifies it. Like no Tao I really don't want you to do that. So I, yeah. I, I like, like the characters all fit together really well. It's yeah. nice. Uh,
3: we get a couple of, uh, scenes of some of the other people doing, uh, some, some activities. I yeah.
1: don't know why grace, but for some reason, uh, the, both times that are really, I guess I clicked back a few times. I laughed so hard when I saw Tara doing the high jump. Why? It, because it was like, is that in your acting? Re- I don't have the, the actor's name pulled up, but I'm like, is yeah. that in your acting resume that you no. can just high jump? I guess. And Isaac does javelin. I Which guess, is the well. sport that they were all going to sign up
3: for? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a thing that they all did last year. Yeah,
1: brilliant though. Yeah, I love it. and the music, the montage. We we love it. It was very like eighties ski movie or something like that.
3: Uh mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And then we cut to Alan Tao in the art room, running down the hall. Um, and uh, they look at one of Elle's old paintings. Is on the wall. And it's very, it's very good. And mm-hmm. Tao's like, "Yeah, mine's on the drawing rack." And they've been doing landscapes. And Elle says, "It's good. Landscapes normally don't have people in them, but you know." Ooh. And yeah, yeah. Uh, this is cute. They sit on the table together. Uh, wow. And she's like, "Has it been awful without me?" And he's like, "Everything Ooh. is awful without you." It's so cute. Oh. Uh, but he's okay now. Good. And Elle sits up, and they're looking at each other. And Elle's like, I was going to tell you something. And we wait. And then you have the wrong face paint on. That's Charlie's fault. He switched pennies with me. So she tries to rub off the face paint. It doesn't really work. And they stare at each other. And again, it seems like they might do something. And she says, I'm going to go find my old locker. And she runs away. And Tao has a little butterfly around his head.
1: You know what? I'm, uh... Grace, this might be a controversial opinion, but... I think the fact that they didn't kiss here, I like. I want them to have the spotlight with their relationship more. I don't know if in season two, which will happen, it better happen. I don't know if, if we're gonna get more of this, but I would really love love to see how they figure how they navigate, just like as friend. I don't know if there's not a term for friend lovers, but as friend lovers,
3: friend lovers, it's,
1: it's kind of complicated, and it's like a thing that it's. I I don't know how to do that uh i disagree and wanted them to kiss here so bad <laughs> i know you did but it would have like uh, i think people would have been like oh yeah that's the thing that, that was the b plot i want that them to be the a plot when they get together when they get freaky with each other
3: oh don't, don't word it like that,
1: <laughs> they're, gonna that the- they're gonna be cute they're gonna be
3: cute i just wanted it so bad they were in the the room and uh they're just so cute together and then they didn't do it and then we literally the only other time we see them in the episode she's like leaning on his shoulder and that's literally it and i am so mad it's like i want it
1: feels like you're gonna love the story what you're gonna love whatever they do with them going forward i'll be fine but i'm i'm we need to get there though soon Cause it's going to probably be over. Awesome.
3: I know I talked a lot on the show about like on the podcast before that, like what I really love is that like, it, there is this like platonic nature to their friends that like, I just don't think I've seen in TV where like this person comes out and then they can be like very like, you know, touchy feely, like very much expressing their lo- Like they literally mm-hmm. say, I love you. Um, yeah. And it's like, that's very unique. But then it's also like, do i also want to see the trans person have like love on this show yes and you didn't give it to me so i'm kind of mad and i know that that's the point and they'll come back for season two and they'll do a whole storyline where it's like yeah i don't want to ruin my friendship that's why i didn't tell you in the art room like whatever we'll get it but i i am i am annoyed and I, it feels like this like happens and then we don't really like it doesn't feel like this is the last scene it, or it should be the last scene of them and it is and yeah. it's kind of annoying
1: so yeah, I don't know, you know, yeah. I I feel you though. And I I don't know. I also like feel that in the context of like, I, I hear you also in the context of like, and maybe this wasn't like the point of what you were saying, but like, just like trans characters having these loving, happy moments and things. And I feel like that's like, it's sad that there's not, well, one, maybe we should have more trans characters on the show, but like, also it yeah it is sad that there's not that that moment here i but i i almost i almost feel like give us insight into l as most... well though yeah give, and, give us yeah because at
3: the at the moment it just happens and then that's it and they whatever like give us like darcy like giving give us l saying to like darcy or tara like you like i thought it was that but like i didn't want to ruin our friendship Like, give me something that feels like you're putting effort and time into the character and yeah. although this like was mostly it i feel like it was missing something to make me feel like they care about this story i guess in some way yeah so i don't know anyway.
1: but in a in a uh, the other thing i was just going to mention too is like i kind of feel like the L tau relationship is maybe the most intimate one that we're getting on the show like even more it's i would say it's definitely more intimate than the charlie nick relationship
3: We've only seen it, them kiss a few times.
1: Kiss uh, but kissing yeah. is kissing is one thing. Like I think like the love that's there between Ellen Tao to me feels so much like deeper and stronger and more enduring than the Nick and Charlie love. I'm going like, to put this I, in quotations but it is yeah. it
3: is interesting that the sh- the people who are the most um in- intimate and affectionate with each other are technically the two straight people. <laughs> on the like yeah. little queer show like i know she's yeah. trans, so yeah. it is like, it is different but it's like yeah yeah the boy and the girl getting to be like uh much more touchy than like anybody else in the show is there there is something to that i think
1: i uh, mean there's also i also would say t- yeah there's there's a lot there oh god i really want i'm just like I, this has happened to me all not to talk about this will be a 10 second thing but like with pro wrestling i also have this thing where i'm like let's just wait and see let's wait and see and i'm also like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt like they'll hopefully they do right by these characters but also like yeah like i don't know well there's reasons
3: there's there's reasons for both the queer relationships to be less touchy which um yeah one i i think darcy and tara are, are a little bit um that's doesn't like i guess they are like not in the same way i think it's like l and tau but they are a little bit more like affectionate with each other and like they're kind of get and at first they're kind of hiding it so i don't know and then and then there's a very clear reason why like we don't see much of it from nick and uh, nick and uh, nick and charlie uh because they're they're not out they're not like publicly out in a relationship so potentially if we come back Mm -hmm. for season two um we can have them be a little bit like more affectionate with each other i mean yeah. boy i, I freaking love the the one of the last scenes in this episode when they're at the the beach um i think oh, it's so yeah. cute and like that's the kind of stuff that like i think that could equal what the way we view like cow and Elle's uh, relationship in season two if we get nick and charlie being that way with each other all the time would be super cute so yeah, yeah. um so it's the rugby game Charlie watches Nick score uh, 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 down, and then um, as Nick is about to kick it, uh, he sees, looks over, and sees Charlie standing above the crowd, and he gives the ball to Coach Sing and, and walks off. And he grabs huh. Charlie's hand, and they head off into the uh, in, into the school. Darcy and Teresi and hold hands, and Ellis hanging on towel. Yeah,
1: and Imogen has a moment. And oh I, yeah. I, I thought this was beautiful. Beautiful face acting, mm-hmm. um, just like seeing and it, the. It's so hard to describe, but just uh, seeing her feel, uh, see the emotion and appreciate the moment. And I mean, maybe she already connected the dots between them because I mean, if you, yeah, there's there's a. I think a lot of people kind of maybe picked up on something with Nick and Charlie, and and then of course she had that conversation <laughs> with Nick. And so I don't know. I, I liked her here. I liked. Well, this here, is no face yeah. acting. This
3: is Nick kind of coming out a bit, a little bit. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so they head inside. Uh, Nick goes on this this uh, little bit of like a speech here. He's like, "I don't want to break mm-hmm. up. Um, his life is better since he met him, and he needs him to know that." He'll keep saying it until Charlie believes him. Um, it was all worth it to be with Charlie. He's the most thoughtful, most caring person in the world, and he just keeps saying it until Charlie holds his hands, uh, puts his hands on Nick's face, and is like, "I believe you." They kiss finally. They kiss, and then uh, they realize, like, Charlie's like, hey, we're in the corridor. And Nick's like, so what? Uh, and they kiss again, and then Nick asks, are you free Sunday?
1: So cute. Thank you. So cute. And yes, the answer is yes. Yes, he's free yes, Sunday. Yes, he's free
3: Sunday. So it's a little bit of a surprise. And actually, there's a cameo from the uh, writer of the comic when they're on the train heading in the direction that Charlie has never been before. Um, oh, wow. The uh, writer of the comic is sitting drawing a picture actually of uh, Nick and Charlie. Um, so what? It's- Cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the on the on the train, um, and they head to the beach, and Charlie is so excited, and they ride the merry go round, and they take their picture together, and one of those like putting your face through the the picture, uh, they yeah. kiss, they eat some chips, and they sit in a photo booth, and I thought the photo booth, they, I I want that, I want the, ver- I people I just would like that as a little keepsake. They're so cute together.
1: Yeah, Ooh. and people have like freaked out because we've we've seen this, we've finished the season, so I start mm-hmm. like to see what people are talking about a little bit on social media and one of the things the photos those people are over the moon about those photos and i believe that the creator of the show like tweeted out some of the outtakes potentially too so oh, the bloopers so. the bloopers Boop, are the, really cute the bloopers oh, i mm-hmm. oh the blooper bloopers are also out but i think also some other versions of the photos um as an aside by the way that's when i found out that the show has and it totally makes sense, but an intimacy coordinator, which I'd never heard of on shows. Maybe yes, I have heard of uh, yeah.
3: these, that uh, these are people who are designed to make sure that everybody who is participating in a scene where people are being intimate, that they mm. are okay and know what they can and can't do. Um, actually, a That's very interesting because I had a tweet blow up on my... I saw a viral tweet going around today uh, of a guy who recently got fired from a uh, a movie set because he uh, had violated the intimacy uh, consensual agreement while he was filming a scene with somebody. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Um, These photos are so cute. It's particularly the one... If you look it up, uh, search Heartstopper photo booth, you'll see uh, the pictures we're talking about as well, some of the ones from the comic. But... um, it's the bo- photo in the bottom right. Uh, Charlie is smiling while he's, like, kissing Nick on the cheek. And Nick has, like, the cutest, like, oh, like, I'm out and happy smile. And it's so freaking
1: cute. Oh, so not the I'm out and happy smile. Ooh, I'm just looking at this now, too.
3: I know. Too. So cute. Ooh. Um, So they lie on the beach and they share headphones. And then Nick leans over to Charlie and says, what if I came out? And Charlie's pretty excited. he says, Make sure that he he wants to. And Nick says, I do really want to. He's definitely bisexual, and he doesn't want to sneak around. He doesn't need a public announcement, but he but he wants to tell the people who matter. Um, and he wants Charlie to be able to tell people, too. And as he's looking at him, he says, I like you so much. I love liking you. So not, we're not Whoa. saying I love you, but we'll say I love liking you. And I think it's so freaking cute. It's so good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I will say. The thing that throws me off is that there was a scene it, it, this was in their some of their most recent text ex- exchanges where they were just sending each other a lot of hearts and I think like Charlie sent Nick like three hearts and Nick sent like seven back. Yeah. And I was, I was wondering did had they did they say the I don't think L they word? have. I think that's
3: a season 2 plot line, I think. It's Kids
1: these be. days and their hearts. You never mm-hmm. know what to think. Yeah.
3: Um Charlie's smiling. Nick asks him, what's what's up? And he says, I just never thought this would happen. And Nick says, me neither. Um, mm. And Charlie says, does this mean we're boyfriends? And Nick is like, yes. Like, was that already established the last 10 times we made out? And See? Charlie, yeah. yeah. But they're making out. They're making out. Making out. Um, making out
1: and making out and making it official
3: and uh charlie says the same thing that uh, nick said when uh they were at the arcade he says why are we like this and Aww. nick uh grabs charlie and shouts to the rooftops that they are boyfriends They go back and lie down and charlie leans his head on nick's chest
1: yeah there was a there was a lot the weird water moment in here just as a as a as like a side point frame he was watching like, yeah,
3: Nick goes in the water with the shoes on, but it looks like a rocky beach, so I'll cut him some slack.
1: And then, and then, yeah, he goes in the water with the shoes on, which is like horrible for your shoes. But then he <laughs> uh-huh. carries Charlie into the water. Yeah, there was a little bit of like a weird continuity thing of how wet his pants were, but, wow. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I just mentioned that for the. The hardcores who are listening to our podcast for Hard us to talk about heartstoppers. that, yeah, yeah. hardcore heart stoppers. I'm sure listening. it's in the
3: goof section of the IMDb. <laughs> yeah,
1: interested. just so you know. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um. So Charlie looks incredibly happy as he lies on, uh, lies down on Nick. Um. Mm-hmm. And Nick, uh, this appears to be there's a little bit of a thing they do here where like they flash forward and then they'll like flash back to the scene because yeah. Nick comes home. He's in the same shirt he was wearing at the beach, and he's, She says, "You look very smiley." And uh, he grabs uh, a mug, sits down, and he says, "You know, like Charlie's like my best friend." And she goes, "He can't come on holiday. I already booked the tickets." And he says, "No, that's not what I wanted to say." Huh. <laughs> he says, "Charlie is my boyfriend. uh He stills like girls, but he likes boys too. He and Charlie are going out. He just wanted mm-hmm. her to know." And the way she says, "Oh, baby," and hugs him is so cute. Aww. And this is like. This is, if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you have a kid who comes out to you, she says, thank you for telling me. I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like you couldn't tell me. Uh, I have uh, chills as I, like, repeat it. It's so freaking cute. Yeah. Um, and she says, you don't have to say that you like girls, too. And he goes, no, 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 I definitely do. Uh, it's called bisexuality. Have you ever
1: heard of it? I would love a moment where she's like, I don't know. What is that? Uh,
3: she's like, uh, yeah, I wasn't born in the 18th century. Like, yeah, I know bisexuality. Um, <laughs> how long have you known? She says, yeah, me and Charlie started going out a couple months ago, but I liked him well before that. Yeah, and she says, "Oh, I love you," and gives them another little hug. And apparently, this is the scene I was mentioning before that, like, Olivia Coleman like legit couldn't stop crying while they were filming <gasps> the scenes. There's a, a in the blooper reel, uh, you can see it that she just like keeps crying because she just is so wow. uh, overcome with emotion. In this, in this, and such uh, a great actress. In this, and she's a tremendous actress. Um, but uh, yeah, this is um, this is. Just wonderful stuff to see on our TV that I love. I, I think it's so easy for parents and I don't blame, I I don't think it's parents' fault to assume that their kid is heterosexual when our society is so much like that. I hope that like, as we keep progressing, like there is not assumption that your kid um, is heterosexual or is cisgender. Like anybody can have a, a kid who's LGBTQIA plus. Um, and... I, I love here though that she's like correcting her mistake of like saying like you know the right girl will come around or or you yeah. know I guess it's like in this case that still could be true right like uh I don't want to say that. Nick and Charlie in my cool. head will be together forever but you know it's it's right. he still likes girls so um but I just love her saying you know I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like you can tell me right it's just such a beautiful thing to tell your kid and. For me, I've I've said I've given this advice a lot to people who I mean one of the one of the best things about coming out honestly has been that sometimes you end up becoming a person who people confide in about mm-hmm. being worried about coming out and um, that's been a really tremendous thing to be able to like help people along that way and I don't feel like I'm some sort of expert but any sort of like relief I can I can give people is, is really nice but my one of my biggest pieces of advice is and I probably have said this already on this particular podcast is that. When you come out to somebody, you have to remember that you have had so much time to think about whether you're gay or trans or asexual or bisexual or pansexual or whatever. And you've come to terms with it to the point where you are ready to tell people despite the uh, fears that you have about um, losing friendships or being ostracized or all of these things that come with like coming out to people and people not accepting you. And so think about how much time it took you to get from point a to think, Oh, I might be gay or trans or whatever. And then the point that you are now willing to tell somebody um, if the person you're telling really has no idea, then this is the first time they're seeing it. And that doesn't even matter. Even if they thought that they, they did know Um, it is still the first time they are getting confirmation from you as a person that like you, you are not who they exactly thought you were. And that's not to say that you are like, you know you are in fact being a better right. person by being more honest and truthful about who you are but it has been you have had time to process something that then somebody else has now has to process and in an ideal world and in the future it will be no big deal people mm-hmm. will not react negatively people won't care there won't be stigma associated with coming out um it's so unfortunate that like that is the reality that's the experience i have with my parents that they were not exactly like uh the best mm-hmm. when i first came out yeah. and now like uh six years i don't know how many years i've been out doesn't matter yeah they're tremendous they're great they call me by my name they use my pronouns um they're really great um uh, but like it took time and it took time for me too to like be ready to tell somebody so um i'm not saying you have to give people patience i don't think that that's what i'm trying to say like yeah some people i'm very privileged my parents eventually came around and some people's parents don't come around um but just know that i think is like a big piece of advice i've given people and but i think that the show is showing like this is the ideal scenario right that like immediately she's like i love you i'm sorry if it was if, if you ever felt like you couldn't tell me you know i love you it's great
1: yeah and i think that's powerful and like it's interesting like the framing that you have that as uh, as an, a powerful piece of advice because the thing i would add to that is that you know like you you don't necessarily know if some well you you might know if someone will respond negatively or positively or how they might respond yes. but like the thing is like that there are so many people out there other queer people but also just other people in general who will be accepting and loving and and create space for you and see you in the ways that you need to be seen and that's where this idea of even chosen family comes in and you know even when your existing family whether or not your existing family is like loving and supportive and all the things that you need them to be it's so important and and you know maybe this is no surprise to anyone because I've talked about this with um Nick and his connections and Charlie and his relationships but it's so good to like build a community because like I personally have found so much um like I I found myself really and my queerness in my adult life through having those relationships like especially not being with family all the time in my adult life like that's one thing I would say is like you know if you if you're not surrounded by people who uh who are giving you what you need to be given emotionally or in terms of safety and all these other things that there are other people there like there's not an end of a line and you're not alone um there's and and like thankfully with the internet and other things like you could like there are people who are listening to us grace who are like wow matt and grace could be like two people who could support me on my own journey to come out and i think that that's really powerful too um and there's like there's so many other people out there like just search Heartstopper stopper and make some friends uh on twitter who are tweeting about how great this show is um we have a you know, cause, yeah absolutely Ooh. lovely
3: community of show recaps uh patreon I, mean, I, I mean yeah it costs money so i mean this is the best uh my dms are yeah. open if you you know I, for real like uh, <laughs> people are out there being like yeah i please. need to like put something out into the world and someone to listen. Yeah. I will, I will listen. So, uh, yeah.
1: you know, um, yeah. Yeah. And I actually yeah. just want to give a shout out to people in anyone who has shared how much this podcast and like this show has resonated and their own journeys. Cause it means a lot. And we might not like hear all of those stories and interact with all of them, but like, um, it, I'm just glad that we could be on this journey, watching this show together. Not you, just you and me, Grace, but like mm-hmm. everyone who's hearing our voices right now, it's
3: agreed. Of, it's kind of um, cool yeah, the end of the episode is really cute. It's like, uh we get like we see um uh, Charlie and Nick say hi and hi, and then we get these flashbacks of like all yeah. of these moments of them the together
1: exploding uh, mm-hmm. the the pen or whatever, so all the things, yeah, yeah. and then oh. they're lying,
3: yeah, they're lying on the beach and and uh, they ask like, so we're gonna tell people. And they say, yeah. And so Charlie smiles. and i I yeah. really think it's, um, so I am like thirty, turning thirty one. And this is, like, a teen coming-of-age rom-com. But I cannot understate how much this show, to me, um, was uh, a real... The way it impacted me is that it it makes me believe in queer love. And I... I like, wow. that sounds, you know, like... I feel like that might sound, like, hyperbolic. But I, I do think, like, it just... The show is so great and made me as like somebody who's like single, you know, like made me think that like, yeah, like I'm, I don't want like a teenage love story. I want like someone like me, but like, like, I, you know, <laughs> oh, but like, right. I don't know. But the show is just like inspiring in a way that I have not felt like I was watching what like love can be like for queer people like this in a very long time. Yeah. Pose gave me a bit of that, but even that was set in like a different time period so there was like a little bit of a different flavor um on that show um but to me this i don't know this show was like inc- made me incredibly if it made me feel like excited about about our future like yeah. our future like and like and that like in the future like i am, there is a part of me that's like jealous that like i was not able to have like an experience like i think Al's going to have in season 2 when i was in high school oh, totally. and like uh, again I'm not saying that like I should have come out when I was but I'm incredibly excited that like uh trans kids will will more trans kids and, and more queer kids will get to like experience the type of like high school love that like uh, other you know other kids, uh experience or like in the case of somebody who's like asexual that like that's a normalized yeah. experience that there's like yeah uh joy in that experience as well um that like i don't know it's really hard for me to like come out of the show and not feel like it like reinvigorated like my idea of love like i, I don't know how like that sound, again i feel like that sounds super hyperbolic but like that's what the show uh gave me and that's like i don't mm. know i don't know if like fo- again i'm gonna like, you know allies who are listening like uh Shout out to I'm the allies. Sure, I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if allies would realize that like stuff that you have probably gotten out of media. Yeah. I I have never felt this like euphoric about love coming out of a TV show. Never this mm-hmm. much because I've never seen anything that was as romantic and cute at with queer people as this show was. And I, I don't know if that's like yeah. I I just want to explain I think to like straight cis people that like. That's what this show gave me. Um, and I'm like so thankful that it exists and we got to watch it and we get to podcast about it.
1: Yeah. And it's it's um it's oh it's God. so powerful too, because the show, like you can't understate how positive a lot of the representation in the show is and how that positive representation hasn't been out there. Like the fact that straight people or you know, people who are not queer, I'll say. Um, like the fact that they could see this and potentially not, you know, understand that there are challenges with queer life, but also that it's not just a story of like victimhood or just of sex yeah. or of drugs yeah. or of like whatever it might be. And there yeah. have been shows like I've I've seen people contrast this with Euphoria, and I've also was told specifically, just sk- just skip the series, skip the series because of the you know kind of i think a, a lot of the ways that it might drag some of that uh it, it just it's just tough for people's mental health is what i understand having not watched it in in certain ways um uh,
3: i mean don't uh you could skip it but you should listen to the podcast that Amon. on
1: <laughs> oh no yeah no i will say i was uh Amon is the one who told me to skip
3: Hey, I think season one is great. There's an episode in between season one and season two that has probably the best trans representation I've ever seen on a TV show. It it was the most like I've ever felt like I was like, oh, that is a trans person telling this story. And it's uh, at least to me, it's relatable to me. uh, That's a white trans person, white trans woman specifically. So Yeah, yeah, probably that like that's why I think it's the best. And I'm sure there's other stuff that would resonate more with like perhaps if you're um, black or trans man or whatever. It's my favorite, um, and then yeah, uh, they do they they do a really good job of depicting uh, addiction in that show. But like, yeah, season two is a little bit of, a bit of a dislike, But anyway.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I like I remember when I first entered college, and maybe I've mentioned this before, but or like one of the the show that I binge watched to like really start to truly understand queer life from, was Queer as Folk, and mm-hmm. I was the um the up dated version i was gonna say the u.s version but it's like technically canadian but like um the north american version um and so you know like it's it's good to have that positive representation and i'm glad that certain like even with euphoria i'm glad that there is some representation for like the best representation for trans folks that resonate with you but we need more and we need better and like it would be such a shame if they canceled this show for a multitude of reasons um and so i but i'm but but i'm thankful that we have this and that other people could hopefully see themselves and see like my story as a queer person does not need to be a tragedy it could mm-hmm. be like a story of thriving and of joy and of love and oh this show it's sad it's so sad it's a yeah. heart stopper and to just
3: give us like stuff that straight cis people have been getting for years you know yeah you know there's other heartwarming tv but not a ton for like queer people so
1: i know every single day there's another great like more straight representation Uh, we can't even like quantify the differences in it but i think you know like one thing i'd love to see more trans representation on this show i would love Mm -hmm. to see more um I, i mean more of that but also just more like featuring i love that l and Tao are both people of color like mm-hmm. featuring that even more featuring more of those perspectives too and so maybe we'll get more of that you know mm-hmm. and something we referenced and that you mentioned at the start of the season grace was just how um like early maybe early on episode one or episode two we were talking about how like, oh, Elle's story is not the tra- like quote unquote the trans story or about like the tr- like her struggles fully, um, but I do hope that we kind of go there and kind of do talk about some of those those issues that might be present when, you know, however they can naturally work them in without like forcing anything. But I'm, yeah, I think
3: what uh, I liked about this season yeah. is that. Um, pretty much anything to do with L being trans was brought up not to, to me, it did not feel like it. We were like putting a spotlight on L's transness. We were like, "Um, Hey, uh, you know, um, look, one of our friends is not here. Isn't it great that she's at the all girls school now? Like, isn't Mm -hmm. that so much better for her? Uh, Hey, retro sports day. Uh, Doesn't this kind of suck for L to have to come back to the boys school uh, where she was bullied? Like, yeah. And so, I would just, I mean, I, I, I trust this, this, these, um, the show runner, I think, uh, and the creator of the, the comic that like, yeah, right. I, I just don't want, again, you talked about like so much of those stories can be focused on tragedy and, and, and yeah. hardship and like, that is a true experience and there's ways in which like my transness is reflective in everything that I do. Like it's, it's hard not to think of myself as like, you know uh, if I'm like a podcasting, like I'm a trans podcaster, it's really hard for me to not think about that. And so like, yeah, I just don't want it to like, I just don't want Elle to be sad. You know, it's like, I almost feel like we're in a place where like Elle has so much strength uh, in terms of like um, actually Charlie and, l in some ways it does feel like the way that they've placed them in the show is mm-hmm. like they were bullied they were you know and in, in many ways they like some of that comes up in this this season not so much towards l but it's almost like not that they're past it i don't know anyway i just like i i hesitate to be like yeah let's put more of the spotlight on it i, I love yeah. that it just sort of like naturally comes up in a naturally comes up you know so and i can't imagine that if they're going to focus on tau l next season in terms of it being a storyline of like we're friends and it's going to mess up our relationship that that won't also be a thing that gets tackled that like uh that like because i i think that this there's this very like there's this very like precocious line and i actually think euphoria um i was excited about them doing this and then i feel like they did not handle this well mm-hmm. there is a reality in which um yes it is true that like how being into l he is a, he's a straight man and it also that's a unique experience to be a straight man dating a trans um woman and there is like right. stigma and stuff that comes along with that um and re, like real things that mean that happen you know whatever and, uh, and people maybe will understand what i'm implying or not like there are mm-hmm. real things that like happen that are like things you have to navigate but like yeah uh Yeah, so it's this very tricky balance, this very, like, tricky high-wire balance to, like, try to, like, talk about that in a way that, like, Actually makes sense, and I do think they like the writer of the, sh- the show is not trans, so I do feel like you need make sure you have trans people in the room, make sure you're consulting mm. with trans people like uh L, who's a, the actress who plays L, like make sure that like yeah, this is all like good because like there's just a way in which like this could be a tricky storyline to do, and maybe I'm actually talking myself out of yeah they should have just got together, uh, but I think they could have got together and then also done all this stuff in season two. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, I'm no, ranting that... a little bit, so I'll stop. Yeah, I know,
1: yeah. and I I mean maybe well uh, maybe like and all the rants all the things you're saying are are so spot on and mean the one thing i would add is that you know what what you're talking about makes it's difficult when you have like one trans person in this case, or one person of an identity in a show, because then they have to represent a bunch of different things. And then that's kind of why it's like, oh yeah, we'd like to see diverse representation. Cause then you see like, oh, there's a trans person who has this experience and a trans person has that experience. And then you're able to tell multiple stories without like trying to force it into one character. And you're also Mm. able to tell stories that show the, uh, show the diversity of experiences like that. Some people have these more positive experiences and some don't as much but i i um i i'm i'm really curious to see how they move forward with Mm -hmm. everything with just with all these characters with the show in general Mm -hmm. um and but yeah i am i'm really curious to see what they do in season two in my mind there's no way that they don't have a season two of this show just like with the response i'm still seeing To the Uh show, like literally just yesterday and the day before, you know, last few days. I've seen stories come out and I've seen lots of tweets and cool stuff and people loving the show. Carrie Washington loved the show, Mm -hmm. which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And you know, other people. So, you know, I I'm I'm hopeful, but that would be the biggest atrocity that if this didn't get renewed.
3: The graphic novel became uh, like a top-selling book in the UK. So, like, Rook, yeah, there's like this so. is like drumming up some stuff. I know a lot of people in the Discord were saying like, oh, I got I got to get the um, I got to get the graphic novel. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I imagine as well that like uh, this is a show that will come back. Um, who knows when that will be? As there's not been a uh, um, an announcement about that. But um yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed, I've really loved chatting with uh you bet. I feel like uh this has been a show that for me has like I feel like I've been more vulnerable on this uh podcast and I've been on, totally. on on a lot of other ones I, I have been on recently. Um yeah. and uh it has been a delight and sort of a privilege to as you said earlier, not just watch the show with you, but to watch it with a bunch of other uh, folks who watched along and listened
1: uh, in with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the biggest thing I would say, and um, and I, I like to like slow down, change my tone of voice as I say this. Mm. Maybe so people are really listening. Uh, but you know, like, let us know. Uh, feel free to reach out. Our DMs are open. Yep. Um, and you know, you, and I'm sure that we'll plug ourselves too, where you could find us and everything. But like let us know how this matter or how this resonates too. um, Because I'm sure that there, hopefully there are more shows like this too, that, um, that we could cover other people like us could cover, but Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's so powerful to know what this show means to people. And you all know what this means to us. So let us, let us know if you can.
3: I I think uh, I, 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 I'm I'm not going to (laughs) out what we're, what we're doing, Matt, but I do think if you, Are interested in the way we have sort of, you know, the content of the show and perhaps if you're a reality TV fan, um, just keep an eye out uh, on Matt and I for, um, you know, uh, we are about a month away from Pride Month. Um, So just keep keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Um, Potentially, you might uh, be able to listen to Matt and I continue to ramble on about LGBTQIA Uh, representation. Um, We'll just give that little tease um, before we do our other plugs.
1: Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, Well, why why don't we plug? What do you got going on?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Grace. I actually, you're going to be the first to know about something, mm. something big. Whoa! So, uh, well, you can find me, Matt Scott, GW. You could DM me at Matt Scott, GW or tweet me or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't bite. But if you're listening to us now, and Grace, so uh, we record, we record these like a little bit in advance. So what? Uh, Oh, I know people. What shocking! I, know. I thought this came out on Thursday. No, it's what? actually live directly. We're to the live tweet. right now in your ears. Yes. Yeah. Um. No, I was on a so for. I, I work uh in the climate climate world and do storytelling stuff where I get to feature cool stories. I actually um got to ho- like guest uh narrate a podcast for, for National Geographic wow really man cool. congratulations oh, the, oh, the overheard at nat geo podcast wow. i mean honestly i'm more proud of the wrestling rehab up and pod mm-hmm. friends and of Heartstopper and of what we're going to be doing soon but this it's really awesome and i'm excited for people to check it out it's like it's my work stuff but it's still me on a podcast new people yeah. like podcasts so like mm-hmm. i would say check that out it's called the greening of pittsburgh featuring cool. Uh, me kind of narrating like Pittsburgh, a few stories of Pit- people in Pittsburgh working on climate solutions, like more diverse range of people. Cause like the theme of, rep- of representation is so important to me, not only in like my personal life, but mm-hmm. also in my work. And so I'm yeah. um, excited for you to people check that out. And I'm sure it will be on my Twitter at uh, Matt Check that out. Wow. And the Wrestlinger Hap Up is back this weekend. Pod Friends is coming back in June. Uh, who knows? Uh, well, actually, I could guarantee you at least one person on this podcast will be on Pod Friends, but maybe two of us well, will be on I'm... Pod Friends at some point. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, a lot of cool. Are you stuff getting Ben Hope on,
3: on Pod Friends? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can
3: only Ben Hope, you know.
1: I, I would love to get Ben Hope on mm. Pod Friends and uh. That'd be a either a short episode or a long one where I'm just yelling at him. But yeah, lots lots of exciting, cool stuff coming up. So fun. That's what I'm up to. Grace, what yes. are you? Where can people find you?
3: Oh, mostly here on post show recaps. Oh. Uh, we'll be wrapping up uh, winning time coverage. I believe it will be wrapped up actually by the time you're listening to this. So we watched all ten episodes of this of the show. It was very fun. Jason Reed and myself uh i also do weekly movie coverage with ariel we should be covering the bad guys this week uh, the animated film bad. uh i have the wilds with ariel and jess i Ooh. have we finished russian doll coverage recently uh shiny girls oh yeah shiny rules with uh, amanda and and melissa that's been um a very fun podcast the show has been good but it is a very dark show very different than heart um but if you think you would uh like it you could uh check that out over on rob is a podcast i cover uh, sports uh on the offsuite podcast recently spoke with peter guss oh. shannon Gus's husband to talk about australian rules football so that was uh Great, it was a lovely conversation. It was so fun. Um, yeah, anything else I'm doing, you could uh, find out about it uh, via my Twitter, which is at High from Grace, as I said before, and as Matt said, my DMs are open if you need somebody to uh, to, to just listen, um, and I can um, you know point to uh, to uh, some resources, some some places to go, some some good community. So um, yeah. yeah, well. That's it. That's our coverage of heart stoppers. Wait, um, no, I, I don't know want to end it. No. There's little, uh, like, uh, claim or not claiming, like animated tears falling down from both um, Matt and Ice Face. But uh, until we see you again, um, bye-bye. bye
1: bye. Bye.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. we where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
2: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs>